And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, and totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father, through the Son, and by the Holy Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. If you did not pick up on it, we had another fill just now that gave affirmation to what we were just teaching on in the last half hour. And this happened yesterday. You guys have to understand. Those fills, those different recordings, I have nothing to do with those. They come from Jennifer. She puts them. I don't even know when she puts them in. Does she put them in the day? Is this like sometime today? I feel or? like they were already put in, but yeah. I don't want to say I mean, it was, I have no idea. And there it was yet again, talking about Ray, talking about Pastor Ray, and then what's the fill that comes in right after that? One about Pastor Ray. I just love it, okay? Now, because it's Tuesday, and really not because it's Tuesday, but because I'm obnoxious that way, I'm just taking some liberty. So we're going to go back into that study of a particular person in the New Testament. So I taught on John before. I've taught on Barnabas. I've taught on Mark, going down that direction. So we're going to uh, do our best, because uh, I believe it's really worth our time. We won't touch each person in the New Testament, but we will cover uh, who I believe is uh, the Lord intends for us to cover so that we can get a better understanding of these brothers and friends of Jesus Christ so that we can kind of lean in that direction. We start with the first author of the New Covenant. We dive into a review of our brother Matthew. We examine the bravery of Jesus in selecting Matthew. We talk about the dating controversy, which is not that much of a controversy, but people love to live in speculation and are often trying to diminish the word of God. Finally, without dispute, we can see that Matthew directed his gospel to the Jews. Now, how can we possibly know that? He is the only gospel author that does not explain any Jewish customs. Because his audience would know the Jewish traditions if they were Jewish. So he didn't have to explain it. Get it? How many people start, continue, and finish in their place before the Lord? Not many, but as we will find out in our review, Matthew did. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities. So much more. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? You can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770 when you call. 
972-445-0770. You'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Dynamite! Talking to Dynamite D, that's like putting on warm clothes straight from the dryer. Lovely. <laughs> it's like, ooh, this shirt is so warm and cozy. Isn't that? That's what it's like when you talk to Dynamite D. All right, so a couple of things I want to make sure you understand what's going on. First of all, we have no idea what we're doing, so don't get all excited. Nada. Nada, okay? We don't, I mean, I'm telling you right now, when you hear these fills between the different segments, I have zero to do with any of those, which we think is amazing that God gives us such graciousness. That's a totally awesome, awesome thing. Uh, The other thing I want to say is duck in case a balloon hits you in the head. Now, I'm not just picking on the balloon thing. I just find it funny. Not funny in the, you know, the the bad sense, but funny that there are balloons and (laughs) You know, nowadays you don't know what to believe, but that's a whole other topic. But they missed it. <laughs> this this is the thing. It's like you're at the carnival. <laughs> I can hit two of three, but I'm throwing a dart. I'm not using a fifty million dollar, you know, locking right. system. So I don't know. Anyhow, we'll deal with that some other time. Here's the bottom line. Maybe you've got an opinion, a thought, a question. Maybe you've got a comment. Maybe you've got something going on. Maybe you got a prayer request. And it's like, you know what? I've been hearing these people. They're offering their prayer requests. They're getting answers. We had great testimonies from uh, just on Friday and just on Monday, uh, you know, from Joanne and uh, and her sharing about what's going on with her. And for we had Eric share yesterday. And people do that on a regular basis, and we love it. It's fantastic. It encourages our faith. Maybe you just need people to join with you in a prayer. Maybe you've got a praise, something the Lord has done completely different, completely out of the ordinary, or something he's done for you, and it's like, you know, I'm going to share it because somebody else may be going through that. This is that opportunity. This is that kind of venue to give you the opportunity to do that. All you got to do is either reach out to us. You can do it. uh, You can also do it directly on the website if you're like, I'm not talking to anybody then go to the website and just fill out a praise form. We'll be glad to read it for you on the air. We also do trivia. You guys better get this one, or I am coming over to everybody's house, knocking on the door, and throwing a snowball at you. Okay, is that, is that pretty clear, right? All right. Which Old Testament character refused to curse God and turn away from him, even though Satan brought all manner of evil and disaster upon him? Well, you guys better get that. Okay, that's all I'm going to say if you think you know the answer. This is a good one for people to call that don't typically call. You have to get this. Uh, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at org. Now, I am not trying to be a meanie when I say that we're going to come to your house and throw a snowball at you. Well, a little bit, right? I mean, how do you not know? I mean, we just taught on this yesterday, yeah. right? Okay. Which Old Testament character re- refused to curse God and turn away from him, even though Satan brought all manner of evil and disaster upon him? If you think you know, reach out to us, 972-445-0770. is the text. David, he must increase dot org is the email don't forget to be praying for noel and i so that we keep uh, sanity going that's a good thing 
Don't forget that there's praise reports. Oh, by the way, I do want to say this because I haven't really said this a lot. If you've got like a general question, like, you know, like a general kind of thing. So Steve used to do this quite a bit. Uh, we do some theological back and forth. Steve's very deep, much deeper than people know. He's funny on the radio, but he's deep. Anyway, if we're doing uh, if we're doing something and something strikes you and it's like, you know, I don't really understand this, that, whatever, I'm not the one that's always going to be able to give you the answer, but I can point you in the right directions. So if I can't answer you, I can help you. So somebody uh, sent me an email today saying, hey, how do I get more information about this? I'm glad to help in those kind of things. You can always send me an email. Go to the website. There's a Contact Us button, and we'll be glad to participate that way. Does that make sense? Okay. So if you got something that's like, hey, this has really been I'm trying to figure this out, let me know. I'll do my best to help you the best I can. Okay? All right. All right, in the meantime, let's see if somebody is uh, ready to answer a trivia question. I know they're on the phone. I just don't know if they're, you know, encouraging uh, our, our, our good friend Dynamite D or what's going on. They are ready, so let's send them on through. Knock, knock, this is David. Who am I talking to? David, good afternoon, sir. Sergio. Hi, Sergio. How are you? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's great to hear your voice, and we just appreciate all your love, all your support, all the prayers that you offer up for us. And we are just blessed to hear as the Lord keeps moving in your life, grow, growing you up. I know with challenges, but growing you up, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, you, you, you are you are spot on. I mean, I, I'm growing every day uh, closer. I'm drawing every day closer to the Lord because of you. Thank you, and and. Uh, uh, there are there are those challenges though. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, no, that's part of it. See, that's what I like is I like when you call and you you talk about things because here's the the reality: people forget that growing pains are still painful. <laughs> it's like it's like how, how do you not remember that? Remember those growing pains? They're painful, and it's not like you know it's it's not like it's always like instant. Everything's perfect and simple. You grow into as you're being defined as into the image of Christ. You grow into that piece by piece. So good for you, brother. I'm very, very proud of you. Very, very blessed that you're in my life. Yeah, yeah, and likewise, David. Thank you so much. So so I have, I, I'm, I'm going to take a stab at the at the trivia, okay. and I also have a, a question for you. If I, you if I got it. Absolutely. So let's take a stab at the trivia. Let me read it, and then I'll give you a chance to answer it, okay? Which old, okay. which old Testament character refused to curse God and turn away from him, even though Satan brought all manner of evil and disaster upon him? Uh, I want to say that that would be Job. That is correct, Amanda, sir! You are right! Ding, 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 ding. Where's our ding, ding? Ding, 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 ding. Where's our ding, ding? You can't find the ding, ding in the computer. It went bye-bye. All right, let me, let me do it for you. Ready? Ding, 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 ding. Awesome. Oh, hey, David, well, I, 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 know, that, I know that radio is, is, uh, is based on time, so I'll, I'll just ask questions real quick. Not a problem. only one question. Yeah. So I know listening to you, uh, you know, in your history, I know, that you ha- I know that you did have one moment in Phoenix whenever you, you, you basically closed. It was just you and the church and some CD players, and you yep. closed. Uh, a moment where and where you thought, or you, you just had like a really good moment with with God, right? Yep. So my question to you is: Has there been another moment, a supernatural moment, where you said, "Oh my God, what just happened?" I mean, uh, I'm gonna make this up. Like, man, that car just that car just missed me. Like, like I was just saved by God or something. 
Has, have you had anything like that in your past? That, yes, that yeah. Kind of, that yeah, that's, like a, that's a great out? question. So the first thing is that that experience happened in Flagstaff. It was in Arizona, but it was in Flagstaff, the one that I always that I always talk about. But I've had mm-hmm. I've had it happen multiple times with different levels of manifestation. I've ha- I've walked into a room and the Lord has spoken to me as I walked into the room, not even listening. You know what I'm saying? Like I walk in, it's like, Dave, and I'm like, whoa. And so uh, I've had that happen in regards to demonic warfare. I've had that happen in regards to saving my life. I've had that happen in regards to a, a series of different things. It, it's not something that you can bank in the capacity that you can put it in a box. But when the Lord needs to get our attention or wants to speak to us, whether it's a warning or just an encouragement, he does so. And there's no limit to how he can or will do that because nobody's allowed mm-hmm. to limit him that way. So, yeah, there's more than that, although that was a big one. Wow. Yeah. There's, there's times where the Lord has— also rebuked me where I was talking and getting into an argument, and I know the Lord said, you stop talking. <laughs> like, Wow, that's saying a lot. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. And, you know, it's really hard to win an argument when you already know God is the one who's telling you, knock it off. <laughs> like, wow. It's like, that's interesting. Well, well it's, it's, it's so refreshing to know that these things have actually happened to you because, you know, I've, I've listened to you for some time now, and you know I, I think the world of you. So it, it, I just really wanted some 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 verification. Yeah, no, on your I, end, but I can't. But other than that, David, thank you so much, man, You're for welcome. all you do, and uh, happy Valentine, happy Valentine to you, your family, your radio audience, and uh, keep up keep up the good work. Thank you, brother. You are a blessing, and I want you to remember that you are a blessing. Okay, that's what you are. You are a blessing from the Lord. Got it. Thank you, David. All right. God bless. Bye-bye. All right. So I'm not going to get into my teaching yet, obviously, because why? Because that was great. Don't you? I just love when the Lord goes, hey, Dave, I got a better idea. Okay. (laughs) I would rather be okay than anything. Like, (laughs) okie dokie. We'll take our break, then come back. Excellent call by Sergio. Great answer, by the way. Got it right. Plus, he asked a great question. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? Hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? This is David. Who am I talking to? 
Hi, David. This is John. Hi, John. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. And uh, you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm actually having a, a wonderful day. And, uh, you know, every once in a while you get some extra time in with the Lord and you just think, man, I can't wait to hear that trumpet. <laughs> I just can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I right. can't right. wait. What's going on? Huh? But yeah. You want to know the answer to that, I guess, do. Huh? I do. And so this is a good one. How many times did the boy who Elijah raised from the dead, how many times did he sneeze? Seven. That is correct, sir. You are oh. right. <laughs> A little unknown fact from a lot of people that they might not be aware of is that actually he, uh, so after Elisha stretched himself out, the child sneezed seven times. And then the child opened his eyes, which means that he sneezed those seven times without his eyes open, which is like, wow, that's bizarre. It's like, how do you do that? I just thought about it that way. Yeah, it's like, how would you do, I mean, how do you, I mean... My eyes go in the back of my head when I sneeze. I just don't know how that uh, Didn't, didn't uh, he lie prostrate across yes, him? Yes, correct. That is exactly well, that, what he I, did. I thought, okay, if he was sneezing, was he sneezing in Elijah's face? That's an excellent question. I do not have that answer, but I you have <laughs> we'll to have sit to there and the wonder. to find that one out, huh? Yeah, I mean, the prophets <laughs> went through a lot, although it, it, <laughs> could be, it could be a tough one. Excellent job, my friend. Excellent, well, excellent you. answer. Good thank to, you. Good to talk to you. Nice to talk to you as well. All right. All right. God, God bless. bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We roll. We roll. That's a great question that he sneezed in his face. Oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where this show, I told, I told Dynamite D before the show started, right? I said, uh, won't be normal. You did say that. <laughs> I just says, won't be normal. I didn't know why, but I, I kind of had an idea. Won't be normal. Well, first of all, I'm not normal, so that would really help the pretty situation. Much. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much helps the situation, right? Okay, now. All right, here we go. All right, now. Again, this is not a difficult one, but I, you are going to have to think about it. I'm trying to keep these pretty pretty straightforward, a little, little, maybe a little easier, uh, perhaps a little easier is, is what I, what I want to say. In, there's your trivia question. In the parable about the landowner who leased a vineyard to tenants— Okay, so now I want you to think. Okay, so the parable, right, Dave, right? There's parables about a landowner who leased the vineyard to tenants. What did the tenants do when the landowner's son went to collect his father's harvest? What did they do to the landowner's son? Okay, so that's you see that question. That's a kind of a what did they do to the son? All right, when he went to collect his father's harvest, that is the question. Um, all I'm going to say is apparently they did feel like they were entitled to something. Anyway, <laughs> it shows where entitlement goes in the mind of Jesus. Uh, if you think you know the answer, uh, 972-445-0770. 
Also, you can text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Now, one thing I do want people to do, so we have different things going on. So Lisa has been recovering. Lisa and Eric, we want to be praying for Lisa to speedy recovery. I think that's pretty obvious. We talked a little bit on Friday. Uh, Cordelia, uh, I'm sorry, Joanne Shield, uh, shared that she had some uh IRS issues and that it all turned out in her favor. You know, the only bummer about that whole thing is that the way it's going is they're telling her it's several months. So we want you to be praying, hey, Lord, speed that up for her. She could really use that financial blessing. Bless them in that way. Just keep the people in mind. It's not like you have to pray for four hours when you're praying for somebody. It is like you share that. If you were that person and you were going to receive a refund and they told you it was four months away and you needed it next month, wouldn't you be like, Oh, Lord, please speed it up. <laughs> right? We'll pray that way for them. That's how they are. Exactly the same way. There you go. All right. Somebody is ready to answer the trivia question. We'll send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Oh, this is your little brother. Hello, little brother. How are you? Good. Hey, I'm going to speak seven times so I could answer you. Okay. You're going oh, okay. to. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. No, they, they, the tenant took uh, the son outside of Vineyard and killed him. That is they... correct, Amado! Samson is aware of that one. Yes, sir. And that's uh, that's how people respond. It's like if they don't get what they want because they feel they're entitled, Hello? they attack, right? You there? Hello? Oh, and there he goes. Okay, well, I don't know if he's going to be able to call back in time or not, but you guys know you need to be praying for Samson. Right? <laughs> That's not even hard to, right? Yeah. You guys need to pray that he gets a phone that works. Love our callers. <laughs> like a family, Dave. Have you noticed yeah, that? They, I just think like about people family. when I'm off work. I'm like, let me pray for them. Let me pray for them. So, so important. And that's a great thing that you said there because what I do is I pray that we would be like a family, like a fellowship. It's like, that's what you really want. It's like, because it's not a church because we're not doing communion. We're not doing baptisms. And don't get, I know. And uh, for the most part, we're not doing the tithey thing. Uh, but, you know, some people feel the Lord's direct them to give more than others. Do what the Lord tells you to do. Some people don't want to give it up. Don't. You do what you're supposed to do. Do what you got to do. Just do it before the Lord. That's the biggest thing. All right, Samson's going to try. I don't think he's going to get through. Samson, we heard you. You did get the answer right. Plus, we are going to be praying for you. We're always praying for you, brother, because we love you in the Lord. We're going to wait on the uh, joke part, although it's a good joke. So I'm definitely telling it, just so you can know. Okay. But I want to talk about this thing about Matthew, and I'm going to give I'm going to drop a little theology on you. You don't mind, do you? It's good for you guys to know. Don't mind. No, but this is the kind of stuff you got to know. So we're talking about the apostle Matthew. He was one of the original twelve of the four gospels: Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Only Matthew and John were were part of the twelve, right? Uh, it is thought that Mark was, uh, it was not thought, it's defined in Scripture that he was a disciple of Peter and then Luke was just a doctor but knew how to write and organize, and that was part of the good stuff there. Uh, the date of Matthew's gospel has had some debate. It doesn't need to be debated because, remember, the best interpreter for Scripture is Scripture, right? And we know that Matthew's gospel was written to the Jews, Right? Because of what I said, he doesn't explain any Jewish customs because his audience knows the customs. Romans 1.16, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. 
Why do you think Matthew's gospel is first in the 27 books? Because it's to the Jew first and also to the Greek. There's a whole theological group that says, no, no, Mark's really first and blah, blah, blah. They're wrong. And I'll tell you why they're wrong. I'm not even going to mince words why they're wrong. Because in 55 AD, that's when Mark bailed on Saul and Barnabas. And he didn't write the gospel till after. And Matthew probably wrote his at 48 AD. He probably wrote it 10 years ahead of Mark. But Mark did write his ahead of Luke. That's just not the, the one thing that's nothing to do with other. But anyway, Matthew's gospel's first. And just so you can know, Matthew's also called Levi. Well, that's cool. Levi, cool. What, what does that mean? What does his name mean? It means the gift of God. Why is any of this important? Because of this. Okay. Luke 5, 27, after he went out and looked at a tax collector named Levi sitting in the tax office, he said to him, follow me. Now, in some of your translations, it'll say tax booth. It'll say tax apparatus because that's actually what the Greek word is. It could have been an office. It could have been a booth. But when we think of booth, we think of blazing saddles and somebody sitting there like in a toll booth in a wooden booth. Wasn't quite wasn't quite that simple. Or then we think of a toll booth on a road, and it's probably a little bit more uh, elegant and expansive than that. So an office is probably not a bad uh, understanding of, of what that is. That's nothing. None of that means anything. This means something. Matthew called himself a tax collector. That's what he was. He defines it himself. In Matthew 10.3, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. He writes that about himself in his own book, right? Why is that important? Because people hated tax collectors. If you think you would hate it if the IRS gave you an audit, this is a hundred times worse. And you're thinking, why is this a hundred times worse? Because he was taking money from poor, not, 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 they didn't, uh, they didn't pay taxes because they only made X amount or so and so. Wrong, 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 wrong. Everybody had to come through Matthew, and he took money from everybody, and it was oppressive, and he took that money and gave it to the government, and how he made his money is he would suck some of the money away for himself. He was a dirtbag. It was terrible. Societally, he was the scum. People hated this guy. You just you got to get what's really going on. So you're a family, you're a family of four, you're a family of two, family of three, and you're trying to make it. And Matthew would extract money from you, and he'd have to extract enough so he could get paid and then give the rest of the government so the government wouldn't get mad at him. And he, wasn't, he doesn't care what you think. He doesn't want to get in trouble with the Roman government. So he took from them and gave, and he was a, a, a powerful influential, disloyal to the nation, protected by Rome guy. He was a lifelong politician. <laughs> no wonder people hated him. I mean, no wonder. He had a great job making tons of money, and if anybody gave him a hard time, guess what? The Roman soldiers would come and kill people for that. So he was in, he was all right. That's happening. This guy's got it, right? He was, and he calls himself a tax collector. In other words, he's identifying himself as scum. Now, 
I'm going to leave it there on purpose so that you can see how brilliant Jesus is when we come back in choosing Matthew. Okay? I'm going to leave it there. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Bibles are very cool looking. You can have them electronically. You can have them in your phone. You have them in your computer. There's tons of apps. There's also cool looking book Bibles. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. It's great. Here's the bottom line. All that's fancy and fantastic and useless if you don't read it and believe it and process it. For those that are trying to figure out, uh, first of all, well, why is it that the Bible is uh, its own unique enemy? What's the deal in that? Well, the same breath that went into creating Adam, which was creating creation of man, that same breath went into the Bible. And so 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all scripture is God-breathed. That's the breath of God. And the breath of God that went into Adam is the breath of God that goes into the book, which is why this is a unique book. And then people are get, they get really upset, and they go, well, hold on now. Hold on now, Dave. The, the, the problem there is, you know, that, that there's just so many people that have been a part of uh, writing the Bible. In fact, there's about 40 authors spanning about 3,000 years in all different types of positions in life. But here's the great thing about Christian faith. If you believe that God created the universe, you're going to step out on that big ledge and go, well, if he created the universe, he can probably write a book. Well, the amazing part about the book itself is not just the self-proclamations of the book, but you get into the prophecies, and it's an amazing, amazing element that every single prophecy has been fulfilled exactly, and yet there are some to come, and we will see those fulfilled. But while you're engaging in the Word of God, here's something you need to be aware of that Christians do not recognize that that word where it says for the word of God is alive is zone in the Greek. If we were doing a Greek word, that'd be zone. And that word means alive, to live. Jesus used that word in Revelation chapter 1 verse 18 where he says, behold, I am alive and I live forevermore. Same word. And the word of God is alive. And you think, well, this is just a book. It is just a book, except for when you're reading the Word of God and the Holy Spirit connects you to the Word of God, it becomes something altogether different. Oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here. At KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. By the way, you all did a phenomenal job on getting that last trivia question right. Uh, Ginny got the pow That's two pow for Ginny. That's, a, that's big right there. 
Uh, very nice work, everybody. Uh, let's make sure you understand what the next trivia question is, and then uh, I just I can't wait to teach this one thing. I know I won't teach it great, but it's so good. Hey, you might. Uh, you might. Yeah, you, but you never know. Okay. Uh, okay, here you go. Now, you guys should remember this. Okay, now think about this. What crime did Joseph, as he was the leader of Egypt and his brothers were there, what crime did he claim that his brother Benjamin had committed? Remember? He said he claimed that he he did something. What crime did Joseph claim his brother had committed? Okay, this is one of the reasons why he kind of pulled him back. Okay, leave that there. Uh, there you go. Joanne and Cordelia get their pow pow. Uh, 972 uh, You can text 214 210 8483. You can also send an email, David at Going to send you up to the website. Uh, tell you two things. Don't forget, be a blessing to somebody. It doesn't take a lot for you to go, gee, Lord, I, w- I want to be a blessing to somebody. Just If you just say that to the Lord, you're, you're in play, so to speak. And then don't forget to go to the website because that's where uh, the giving is, and we need the giving. And as much as I hate to talk about it, it's something that we got got to deal with. Uh, it's not that I hate that the Lord might bless you. I just don't like asking people for money. That's just what it is. Uh, but check it out. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemusincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemusincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. That was it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on this theme because I'm just having way too much fun. That's the missile that missed the balloon. <laughs> See, pretty see. pretty accurate, actually. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> okay. Where was that? Didn't John used to have a farm there? Anyway, okay. <laughs> uh, back to the trivia question. I'll leave it alone. Uh, and people are like, are you just hearing about the balloon? No, no. I just, it just, you can only take so much before you start going, uh, okay. <laughs> Keep this up. I'm going to make fun of everybody. Right. I mean, everybody. Uh, what crime did Joseph uh, claim his brother Benjamin had committed? Which he actually didn't commit, but claimed he did. But uh, that's not the point. Uh, 972-445-0770. You can text 214-210-843. Or send an email, David, at hemusincrease.org. I, I'm going to do the history later, so I'm going to wait on the jokes because... I've got to do this teaching. It's probably more important than anything else is that I get into this teaching part right here. I want you to guys to get this. I'm sorry that I'm going to forego my brilliant jokes, uh, but you'll just have to get over that for the moment. I want you to understand how bad Matthew was. Okay? He had a dishonorable job. He was disloyal to the nation of Israel. He took money from families, and he gave it to an oppressive government. He was shrewd. He was dishonest. He was horrible. And Jesus picked him as a disciple. Listen to what I am going to tell you. 
not only does this relate to you, but it relates to people that you know of, that you've encountered, that you're related to, that you're connected to. God loves tough cases. God loves tough cases. Oh, this guy's bad. Oh, he's got a dishonorable job. He's disloyal to the nation of Israel. He's taking money from families. He's giving it to an oppressive government. He's shrewd. He's dishonest. And God's like, he's my man. <laughs> it's just like, what? Just think about that. Just think about what's going on in this thing. It's like Jesus goes, yeah, I want this guy, right? So listen, listen to this. This is just one of those classic. It's just so classic. He, Luke 5, 20. So after he went out and looked, at the t- he, and looked at a tax collector named Levi sitting in the tax office, he said to him, follow me. <laughs> He's like, he goes into the den of, could you pick a worse puppy in the litter? <laughs> he picks the worst puppy there is. And he goes, hey, you follow me. I'm taking you home. <laughs> what? You have to recognize what the Lord is doing in this process. Now, to to, to Matthew's credit, and we'll get into this in the next segment, he 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 acknowledges it and he kind of he deals with it. But in his own gospel, he defines himself as Matthew the tax collector. He knows what he is. Hey, I got a message for you. You know what you are. You know what's wrong with you. You know every time I say besetting sin, it's not just me that thinks of my sins. It's you that thinks of yours. It's the same thing. We are a mess. God loves those tough cases, right? I mean, you think about this and you relate it to somebody like, no wonder God chose Saul. He was like the worst of the worst. Yeah, perfect. (laughs) What? And this is somebody that Jesus specifically chose to be close to him. How close? Do you think Jesus knew that Matthew was going to write a gospel? Good call. He did. Do you think that he knew that Matthew was going to write it to the Jews? Good call. He did. This is the guy. Let me just explain this to you, okay? This is the guy that is going to be the first in the new covenant with his material. This is like Genesis 1-1 for the New Testament. This is the guy that's going to do it. And does a phenomenal job, by the way. First thing he does in the writing under the influence of the Holy Spirit is identifies Jesus as connected to Abraham and to David, which had to happen. Matthew was horrible apart from Christ. So were you. He was the perfect choice for the Lord to pick. And you think you think about the hardest case you can come up with. You just don't understand. If the Lord steps in, I mean, if somebody's on their donkey and they're riding from one city to another and God knocks them off the donkey, blinds them, and say, we're going to have a talk, it's over. Just, 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 it's over, right? I don't want to hear about. I don't even want to hear about the theologies. God blinds you, knocks you in the donkey, and says, "Let's talk." You're talking, right? That's it. All right. The point in that is to understand that God will choose whom God will choose. Tough cases or not, there's some people you think I can't believe that person's not a Christian. They're so nice. There's other people they're so rough. It's like, ugh. 
That's the kind of person you think, well, I don't want anybody to go to hell, but I don't want to see that person in heaven. It's like, yeah, I get it. But here's the bottom line. God picks the most, mm, well, he picks the perfect choices to influence the people that he wants to influence. And look what it says about about him. And we're going to talk about this because when we do the comeback thing, I want to talk about the 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 announcement that Matthew makes, which is just like lights out, fantastic. But before we get there, I just want you to catch this, okay? So Jesus comes to him. And he goes, he went, looks at the tax collector named Levi. Sit in the tax office. He said, said to him, follow me. Okay, so what does Levi, also known as Matthew, what does he do? Verse 28, Levi got up, left everything, and followed him. Jesus didn't have to pry very deep. He didn't have to fight very hard. He was like, follow me. You want to know why? Matthew didn't like what he was. He's like, ugh. Yuck, I'm a mess. He might not have wanted to tell anybody else that, but Jesus goes, let's go do this. He's like, okay. Let's go. <laughs> and I know it's hard for you and I to think of these terms, but there's some people that are just waiting for what? The invitation. The invitation to just say, hey, you, you can have a different life. You can be a different person. Or you don't have to carry that burden by yourself. Or I know you're alone. I know you're a single mom, a single dad. I know you're an orphan. I know you're a widow. But you don't have to bear pain by yourself. There's somebody that will help you. I mean, really. Is that just amazing? It's just amazing. It's like, oh, my goodness, that's so. Now, that's not even, that's only part of the cool part. <laughs> the other part's really cool, too. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to break uh, 10 seconds early, and then we're going to come back. Then I am going to do history because I hate not doing history, and then I'll tell you the rest of this story, which gives us a great identity to Matthew. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here. And uh, when we come back, I will give you the trivia answer, which I think I forgot to do, didn't I? Yeah, well, all right. Go back, come back, stay around, don't go anywhere. You know, you understand. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon Experience? Now listen, I've done a lot of interviews, and every once in a while you do an interview with somebody who's legendary. And he doesn't even know why he's legendary. And when I tell him, he's going to go, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
the legendary Josh McDowell with us, co-authoring the book with his son, Sean, The Beauty of Intolerance, joins us live. Josh, are you there with us? It's sure better to join you live than dead. I <laughs> love it. The David Spoon Experience. The Christian faith is being attacked. 50 years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Now, we got a couple things going at one time, so I'm going to have to confer with Dynamite D. Do we have somebody who's going to answer the trivia, or do we have somebody that wants the prayer request? Because I know we need to have a prayer request for somebody. I'm not sure which one. I want to say the question, answer the question. Okay. Double check with them, because I want to pray real quickly for Eric and Lisa. Lisa's having a little bit of a struggle. Just double check and make sure that that's cool with them. Okay? This is how we do it. This is the family. I know the family's not going to mind. That's what we've been doing. Right? Okay. Answer right. to the trivia question. Okay. So we'll get to them in split second. We'll have them come on. Let's pray for Lisa. She's having a little bit of a struggle there. And Eric just texted me. So let's pray as a family, as the people of God. Father, we come before you right now. We are so thankful. First of all, we're thankful that you have moved Lisa so far along in this process. But there's this hiccup that's coming in. And we are asking you, Lord, to clear, clear the air, just like you cleared the room, Jesus. When there were doubters and things going on, when you were going to raise that little girl from the dead, clear the air and let Lisa have no more issue. Bring that issue to a close and let there be no residual. Let her be free completely, healed completely by the power that comes from the Holy Spirit in the name and authority of Jesus Christ at your command. Father, we ask, heal Lisa to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, so keep, be praying for Lisa. I'm sure we'll get an update tomorrow. In the meantime, somebody has called in to answer the prior trivia question, so let's send them through. Knock, knock. This is David, who forgot to do the trivia before we exited. Who am I talking to? Oh, this is Samson. <laughs> What's going on, brother? Are you going to be able to stay on the phone this time? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> All right, my good friend. Here you go. What crime did Joseph claim his brother Benjamin had committed? Uh, that he stole his cup. That is correct. He stole the silver cup. 
That is correct, Amunsky. Excellent job. How you doing, cool. bro? Hey, good. Uh, as David, you were praying for Lisa. I I feel uh, like the Lord is sending His shalom to her and to her situation. Amen. Amen. Yeah. That's good. And we need to be praying for Eric, too, so that Eric doesn't, you know, you hear that. It's about your wife. It's like, I got something going on with my wife. It drives me crazy. So, you know, I understand that, uh, you know, that connection and that feeling. So, absolutely. So, how you doing in general? Uh, I'm doing okay. Okay. Better than, better than a poke in the eye with a sharp stick? Oh, yes. Okay. That's good. <laughs> Yeah, I know that your show, your show is not normal, so it's okay. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> yeah. We love you, brother. Let me pray over you. Let me just pray the Lord bless you, okay? Okay, cool. All right, Father, we come before you right now, our brother Samson. He needs the touch, and the touch is just you touching him. All the stuff that goes on that seems so important to him, eh, it's not that important. What is important, Lord, is that that sense, that connection he has with you. And that you would just affirm and reaffirm and confirm your commitment to him. And he never has to be afraid that you're going to put him to the side. You love him. You're with him. You know him. And you know all about him. And you're still standing by his side. Let him be fully affirmed in your commitment to him. And let him trust you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Amen, amen brother. Cool. Love you, well, bro. Well, you have a, a blessed and uh, an amazing Valentine's Day as well. Okay. Thank you, brother. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. We'll do history real fast, and then we'll do the closeout. Uh, we're going to skip doing... Uh, the last trivia question. We just don't have time. Let's do the history. Let's go live in the past. Let's go live in the past. All right. Today is Ferris Wheel Day. I just want to say this because I love my wife. I adore her. We're going to talk about the feathers of Valentine's Day. But she used to love Ferris wheels, except for the last time we went to an amusement park and we went on a Ferris wheel. And she was like, I no longer love Ferris Wow. <laughs> They're pretty cool though. Yeah, great. Only They're rode great. one one time though, Dave. Oh, you gotta go. You gotta go more, and you gotta be on there when it gets stuck. Oh, that's always sounds fun. like experience. Yeah, that's an experience <laughs> for sure. That's like, are they really stuck? You never know, but uh, you just think so. Uh, today is National Cream Cream Filled Chocolates Day, and I don't know how you can say anything, but yes, praise the Lord. Uh, it's Valentine Valentine's Day, as you know, as I talk about my wife often. Uh, she is my Valentine. So here you go. Here's the facts you might not know. 75% of chocolate purchases are made by women all year long. During the days and minutes before Valentine's Day, 75% of chocolate purchases are made by men. Of course. Of course. Over $1 billion of chocolate is purchased for Valentine's Day. Wow. Wow. That's just like, just she's like, something's wrong with that. I don't know. It must be me. Uh, let's see. Uh, 1918, the movie Tarzan of the Apes is released. 1961, on this day, McDonald's Hamburger University graduates its first student. You know what I was it? Was that in Illinois? I don't know. Probably. Okay. Okay. But, you know, I can't believe you had to go to college to figure out, well, you put the burger on the bottom. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, you get an A upset. You get a D. See how that burger is off the bun? Tough landing if you uh, fail burger school. Just want to say. In the year 2000, first spacecraft orbits an asteroid. That's the first time we ever did that. Okay? That's fun. Right? Right? Right. Uh, you got to hear this end part. By the way, if it's Valentine's, people are like, oh, that's just a, it's just a, uh, a holiday made up uh, for, for greeting card companies. Well, greeting card companies no longer comprise even 2% of the money. So that's not true. That's <laughs> just like, what are you talking about? Chocolate, on the other hand. is keen. That's, that's, come on now. That's the big one. All right. So now we've been talking a little bit about Matthew. And I just want you to get to know these people so you understand what's going on. Look at what Matthew does. I... I didn't do this right away. I did this later on in my walk, but I didn't do this right away. Look at what Matthew does. After Jesus calls him, Matthew's like, okay, let's go. <laughs> it's not even, he's not even arguing. It's like, yeah, sure, let's go. Come follow me. Levi got up, left everything, and followed him. Then it says, Levi hosted a great banquet for Jesus at his house. This is Luke 5.29. A large crowd of tax collectors was there, along with others who were eating with him. So Matthew, you have to understand, is a man of influence and power and wealth. He's very, he's, this is not, this is a, there's, this is a serious, serious dude. And so he hosts this great banquet for Jesus at his house, a large crowd of tax collectors. Mark 2.15 says, while Jesus was dining at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. I, I want you to get what Matthew does. He's a tax collector. Like I said, he's a man of influence, a man of wealth. He's a man of power. But he announces, listen, to his family, his friends, and his business associates, his decision for Jesus. Wow. There's no turning back from this. This is, this is where you get to the faith and you make the statement, and there's no turning back. He's making, you know, a lot of money. He's powerful. He's influential. He holds a dinner, and he's like, See you later, because I'm going to follow this guy who I'm holding this dinner for. The irony behind this, of course, is the Pharisees and the Sadducees are all mad because he's he, Jesus and uh, you know, the, Jesus is eating with sinners and so on and so forth. But he's changing. Matthew has changed from one of those horrible, scum people to a follower of Jesus Christ, to the author of the first book of the New Testament. It's just like, wow. Wow. He gives up everything to follow Jesus. He tells his family, his friends, his business associates, see this guy? I'm no longer in the tax business. I'm now a disciple of Jesus Christ. Wow. Isn't that powerful? Doesn't that tell you the level of commitment he he gave up? You might be thinking, well, you don't always have to give up everything. No, you don't. In fact, that, that's exactly true. Jesus did not say to every single person what he said to the rich young ruler, which is sell everything you have, uh, give it to the poor, and then come follow me. He said that to that specific guy because that guy had a problem with money. 
In Matthew's case, he needed to walk away from all of it. Sometimes being a Christian makes the decision for you in your life decisions by going, nah, I'm, done. I'm not doing this. I've actually had that experience. It's not the same level or anything like that. But I've been in a business and I was doing it and I was just like, as a Christian, I just can't keep doing this. I just can't do it. It's like that, that's the same thing, only my principles may way watered down. I'm just saying, just water, water down. But Matthew's like, hey, everybody, look, this is Jesus. I want you to get to know him. Say hi to Jesus. Jesus said hi to everybody. That's great. I am now closing shop. I'm following this guy. Isn't that amazing? And he gave up everything and he just followed Jesus. Because, guess this, this is the biggest thing. He was invited. And you think, I don't want to invite that person to church. Maybe they'll they'll think I'm a weirdo. Well, maybe they will. Or maybe they'll get saved and they won't spend eternity in hell. There's that one too, right? All by invitation. Even the hardest people. And God loves taking the hardest people and giving them new hearts. You should know. I know it's true for me, and you should know it's true for you too, right? All right. All right, folks, you have been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.